You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Welcome to Warwick Health and Wellness. I'm Martha Botella. I'm a lifelong resident of Warwick living in Norwood. I work in wellness, treating the mind-body connection to help the whole person. This podcast is sponsored by Wellness New England with out-of-the-box wellness solutions for companies that care. So we're here today with Lisa Schultz, who is the Director of Curriculum for Warwick Public Schools. I'm so excited that you're here. I've been actually waiting and looking forward to this for over a month to get us in the studio so we can chit-chat about what's going on, kind of behind the curtain a little bit. Absolutely. Very excited. So if you don't mind telling me just a little bit about your journey that brought you to Warwick Public Schools. Sure. I'd love to talk about that. So I've been in education for 20 years now. I can't believe it. It's gone by so quickly. I started out as a music teacher and I was a music director in Johnston for a while and then decided to purchase a home in Warwick. I lived in Patuxent Village and really fell in love with the community. Um, I went back to school, got my master's in elementary education, and then went back again and got my master's in administration. That's when I started uh, this trajectory into where I am now um, at the district level as the curriculum director. I was fortunate to get my PhD two years ago, and it's really helped me uh, give me a nice research lens and give me insight into the world of education as we move forward with 21st learning uh, standards. And that's, I think, what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Which I am extremely excited to talk about because you coming on board to Warwick schools, my understanding is that there's been a little bit of a turnover and we have some other amazing people that have been onboarded with the school system as well. Yes, it is very exciting. So in Warwick, we try to promote from within. We believe that leadership lies within our teachers and a lot of our administrators. And so keeping that in mind, I was a principal at Park Elementary School and then I applied for this position because this is my dream role to be able to really make a difference in the lives of the students of Warwick just on a bigger level. And so I came on to this amazing team of directors. And at that point, that was last summer, they decided to hire um, about five other brand new directors. And so the team that everyone sees at the school committee, about half of them are brand new. Most of them are from the ranks of Warwick teachers, administrators, we've moved up. And so we really have the best interests of our students in mind. And we we know just from being in Warwick, um, you know, kind of what the best route should be for our students, or at least we we work together to make that happen. And so I'm, I'm really lucky to work with a great uh, band of women under, under me and my uh, direction for the curriculum department. That's Dr. Ann Cecil, Dawn Manchester for mathematics and technology, Amy Pinheiro, who just came on board for English language arts and also technology, and Kristen Murray, who is our SEL, social emotional learning coordinator for the district. And so we really have been making some amazing things happen, a lot of positivity coming down um, from the district level. And I hope that everybody feels it. Oh, I'm digging that. So just the vibe that I'm getting from you is the intentions and the atmosphere and the vibe going into this school year seems to be different than years in the past. We're open to new programs, open to new ideas, really kind of coming together in that collaboration to co-create the new vision that everybody's kind of 
feelings common for Warwick schools. Absolutely. I love the way that you said that too. So the vision that we have, we really started to message it out last year, but it's the vision of a graduate. And the high schools worked in tandem to create that um, when they were going through the NEASC accreditation cycle. And so we had to have a vision for what we wanted our students to be once they graduated, whether it be you know for a career readiness or for college readiness. But a lot of it has to do with the way that students are ready to be good citizens, the way that they are able to creatively think, the way that they're able to collaborate with others. There's a lot of C's in there, if you notice, but collaboration is one that we are working on this year specifically. So within the vision of a graduate, our main academic focus this year is that of student discourse, where students are going to be taught specifically how to speak to one another in the classroom and encouraged to talk to one another way more than they have been um, in the past, specifically because of the just the restrictions with COVID and they haven't been able to really be as verbose as they normally would be. We went back, you know, about 50 years into education, it seems like with the onset of COVID, unfortunately, with students, you know, having to raise their hands to talk, you know, wearing the masks really did inhibit students from talking to one another, especially with the social distancing. But now that those restrictions have been relaxed, we're so excited to bring in this idea of student discourse. And so teachers are going to be given at the beginning of the year many resources from their administrators of just ways that students can talk to one another in productive ways. One of the ways is through accountable talk. And when we use accountable talk, students are either given roles where they're able to take on the role of, you know, the scribe and they write down notes. It could be the the facilitator in the group. It could be the investigator. But within that, they're taught how to speak to one another. And so the way that you and I were able to talk together today, Martha, is that we know that you speak I respond, but I also listen to you. And so students are going to be taught those skills that will help propel them and get them ready for college and career when they graduate. And so we're going to actually give them little portions of a sentence, a sentence starter to practice in class. And so teachers are going to be given these great resources for students, and they'll be able to say things like, I agree with you, and here's what I also want to add. You know, things like that, where they're taught to speak in a professional manner to one another, and it helps them get ready for, you know, an interview in the future, for example. Oh, I'm totally digging that. So throughout my journey, I've learned just how powerful words are. Yes. Not just in communicating and going in for a job interview or advocating for yourself, but when you learn those skills, it also helps with your internal talk and your internal dialogue as well, where we know a lot of that is the space that mental health and everything comes from is whether you think you can or think you can't, either way you're right. Mm -hmm. So giving these students those tools to put in place and teaching them how powerful their voice and their words are and the proper way that you want to present yourself and yet stay open for that give and take in relationships itself. So although on the outside, it is a big thing, but it's also kind of a small thing where you just, it's sentences that we're teaching, but the impact and the empowerment that's behind it when these kids have those skills in place is one of those tools in their toolbox that will literally serve them for the rest of their life and help to set them up for success. So that's an amazing thing, I think, that Warwick Schools is highlighting right now with those students. 
Absolutely. We think it's just the best time to roll this out and really put a focus on it because students really need just to practice getting back into the swing of things, getting back into small groups and working through problems together. And so if we're able to teach them how to speak to one another in a respectful manner, then, you know, we're on the right track. And like you said, that will serve them their whole lives. And so we're excited to do some walkthroughs this year and see this in action, see students talking to one another. You know, gone are the days where you want a silent classroom all the time. We used to think, oh, it's so quiet in that room, what great classroom management that teacher has. And yes, that is part of it. But if there isn't noise coming out of that room, that means that the students aren't communicating with one another. And so we do want that controlled noise level where we know that it's productive speaking to one another. And that way students are learning from one another. It's not just this idea of the teacher as the leader in the room. Of course, a teacher is a leader, but more of a facilitator of the learning where the students are digging through problems. It's called productive struggle when they can't quite grasp it. The teachers give them a little a little snack, you know, just to get them to bite. And then they're able to work through on their own. And that's when learning happens. It's called the zone of proximal development when they're just right there in their brains. They can almost do it on their own. They just need a little push. And that's where the real learning really happens. And that's what we like. I absolutely adore that because I think it helps to foster lifelong learning, Mm -hmm. which at my age, I'm still learning every single day. And I'm excited about learning new things or having new experiences or I'm open to give me some information that's going to help me shift my perspective and what my beliefs are and being open to that. And I think that that's what you're putting in place will also help to foster that lifelong learning opposed to I go to school, I go to college, and then I'm done, and I just get a job. Life is a constant unfolding and learning, and that's an amazing skill and tool that you're given to these students, which I adore. Oh, well, thank you. And you know what? It helps them, like you said, it helps them to be more eager about their learning and to take more control, give them more choice and voice in their learning, which is really important so that they're more engaged in the classroom. And like you said, there's always going to be things that they're going to be interested in throughout the course of their lives. And if they find out now, I can do this, I can do hard things, and I'm good at this, I'm good at school, you know, whatever, I'm I'm great at learning, then they have that and they can take that with them their whole lives. And that's what we want. Right. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. So I know when we had talked a little bit before we jumped on air, you had also mentioned, which I'm really digging, the flexible seating mm. within the classrooms that is going to be looking at being implemented as well. Absolutely. Yes. So what we're doing is flexible spaces. And this is kind of a new, a newer wave in education where students have, instead of just the regular desks that you see in rows, the desks are made with wheels. The chairs are made with wheels. Everything is able to be moved around quickly, easily, and things can fit together. Some of the desks are made in you know, a different type of shape, some type of quadrilateral, I suppose you could say, where they fit together in interesting ways. And so you can do lots of different configurations within groups within the classroom, but it just really helps students collaborate with one another, which um, helps increase that amount of student discourse like I spoke of before. We're seeing 
this a lot in our colleges right now because they're modeling it after some of our more successful companies that are thinking outside of the box, like Google. If you've ever seen the inside of Google, they have a lot of flexible spaces. They like people to collaborate with one another. And so we're going to be designing our new high schools, hopefully if the bond passes in November, with that in mind, with a lot of spaces where you know students can move around flexibly and different classrooms can be used in different ways. So we're gonna have some rooms in our new high schools that are going to be large. And they can also though be broken up into smaller spaces with the use of flexible uh, room dividers. And so you can turn it into a smaller space if you need to have a smaller group of students with you, or you can make it a larger space for collaboration. And so there's just a lot of choice in what's happening, both for the teacher and for the student. But the flexible spaces uh, they mimic more of what we really do in real life. And when we start to work, we don't sit in desks all day, hopefully. Hopefully you're able to get up and at least walk around a little bit. But, you know, we have to go to meetings or we talk to one another and we have to be able to move and be flexible in with our thinking. And so it helps support that with the students. I'm really digging that because um, I know when I was in high school, one of I struggled. I was that kid with an IEP and, you know, trying to fit into that mold and exceeded in some areas and then not so much in others. And history was one of my big ones because I wasn't a f- retain facts and then be tested on it. And one of my teachers that I was lucky enough to get was very interactive, like jump up on a desk. You could sit over there. You could chill, very open to things allowing us to go back and forth and just be creative and kind of act some of those classes out. And I found that I went from a failing grade or barely passing the year before or two years before for history to straight A's. Wow. And knocking it out of the park to the point where my (laughs) guidance counselor came up and was like, I think we need to push you up into, you know, AP classes or something. And I was resistant to it. And I found out why, because the following year, it was a projector on the screen, take notes and get tested. And I completely failed out again. But the impact of allowing the teachers to engage and have that flexibility and not so structured, I think really benefits a lot of the kids, Um, not just ones. There are some kids that my daughter is one of them photographic memory. I can tell her something, she'll remember it, which is rock starism. Mm -hmm. I love that about her and that she has that quality. But the reality is that not all students actually have that ability put in place um, for one reason or another. And it's really amazing to see firsthand the difference of approaches and the grades that it actually impacted. Never mind me still being able to this long after retain that information from that year for the history, which fostered my new passion at that point of, huh, I actually like history. <laughs> like, who would have thought? Right. Um, so I'm loving that the teachers have that little bit more flexibility. It's not the be quiet, that the kids can give that feedback, and it pulls into them communicating back and forth and the whole nine, I just think is an extraordinary gift that is being given to the Warwick teachers and the students Um, within the schools to really try and take those leaps and bounds of education being something of value and importance opposed to just something that you're required to do because mom signed you up. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) 
To me, I think education is the most important gift that we can give to our students in Warwick. And we have so many amazing things to offer our students here in Warwick. Uh, We have amazing, gifted, caring teachers, many that have been in the system for a long time and are dedicated to Warwick. And the same with the administrators here. And I think you really spoke to something uh, really important where once you have that connection with the teacher then that that student is going to be engaged. They're going to buy in. And it depends. Everybody has different types of learning styles. And so there's this idea of differentiation for students where you can make different lessons for students. You can give them voice and choice in what they want to pick for different projects. But another form of differentiation, and you spoke to that, is letting students kind of have more say over where they even just sit in the classroom. Some students don't do well with sitting still. I know I certainly don't. I'm a high energy person. When I have to sit down for a couple hours, I get antsy and I like to at least walk around for a minute just to kind of get my brain juices flowing a little bit. And I believe that students do well with that as well. And so certain students can sit very calmly, very peacefully in a chair for the entire 44 minutes, for example, in high school. But others really benefit from being able to to get up, walk around, share ideas. And so if we're able to have a happy medium and give students more choice over that with the flexible learning spaces, I think we're on the right path. I'm definitely digging that. So from our talk, um, seems to be new school building is looking like the setup, the dividers, the bringing a lot of those elements in would potentially help to benefit from what you guys are trying to do internally yes. to create that external experience as well. Yes, absolutely. So right now, our high schools are you know between 50 and 60 years old, uh, Pilgrim's uh, not in the best shape. And I think having brand new high schools not only will have uh, instilled a sense of pride in our community and our students, but there's something to be said about this brand new building that lets in a lot of natural light that has these flexible spaces. It just adds a certain element of excitement into the students. And in East Providence, they've had their attendance go up. They've had the attendance of their teachers go up. This feeling of positivity is there in the building. It just it, it increases scores just by changing your surroundings. The research I've done, it changes it anywhere from 6 to 23%. I got that last figure from the Department of Education, Dr. Uh, Dr. Excuse me, Joe De Silva is the one that came out with that figure. 23% just by having a brand new building that really gives students what they need with the flexible learning spaces, letting the natural light in. And it just doesn't feel like a concrete box anymore because it shouldn't. Education is something transformational and I feel like we have to offer it in the spaces that we give our students to. And our new high schools would be a great first step for that. Yeah. I love it. Well, I'm loving everything that we've talked about here today and the interaction between the students, teachers, a little bit more flexibility, and really putting education and how you learn at the forefront opposed to just facts and figures to learn, which I think is an amazing, incredible gift that we can give to our children and our students here in Warwick. And I'm very, very happy and appreciative that you're here part of the team that's helping to create that and bring that vision to life. 
for them. It's an extraordinary thing that you're doing. Well, thank you. It's great to be part of this dynamic team in Warwick, and we're on the up and up. Our growth scores were the highest that we've ever seen. Uh, we're closing gaps from COVID, and we're really doing great things. Our numbers prove it. So I would just, you know, if anyone has any questions, they could always email me at lisa.schultz at warwickschools.org, and I can share any of the facts and figures and information that I shared today if you're interested. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that with our guests. And I encourage anybody to follow up. You have questions, you have concerns, especially with the bond coming on. Follow up, get the information, and then make the decision that you feel is right for you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Warwick Health and Wellness. If you have any comments or questions, please write to us at mj.botella at gmail.com. Thank you to Wellness New England for sponsoring our show. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.